Public safety, housing, health care. I mean, the list of priorities hasn't changed, but the person at the top is about to. David Eby is the premier-designate and will soon be sworn in to lead the province. So how will he deal with BC's most pressing issues? Well, he joins us now to talk about that this morning. Good morning. Congratulations. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now, how do you feel about how the leadership race went? I know you talked a bit about this on Friday, but wasn't as smooth as, as perhaps you had been expecting. No, it was a really unusual uh, ending to the leadership race, uh, and uh, and I think for many uh, BC NDP, NDP members, a range from disappointing to uh, to saddening. Uh, but uh, but we are uh, uh, moving forward. Um, I've reached out to uh, to uh, Anjali and her supporters, encouraging them to stay involved. I understand she's going to, which is great, uh, because uh, there were a bunch of people who joined to support her that um, don't get didn't get a chance to vote, but. Uh, that are the future of our party in many respects and a key part of the future of our party. So I'm, I'm keen to have them involved. Yeah, how would you absorb that kind of the passion, clearly, that those supporters, those, those new people who signed up for the NDP showed for those environmental issues? Do you feel those need to be addressed more? Well, there's just a really clear choice uh, between uh, the NDP and the BC Liberals when it comes to the issue of climate. I mean, Mr. Falcon is very clear that if he's elected, he'll rip up our climate plan. Uh, and it'll send us back a number of years, uh, and and we can't. We have to push forward on the issues of providing clean energy. We've got an incredibly uh, uh, remarkable hydrogen industry that's building up in our province. We've got lots of clean energy opportunities. I was up in uh, Powell River where there's a shuttered pulp mill, uh, and the Tlaman Nation is working with private investors on a clean energy proposal out there. It's really exciting. Uh, this is the future, and the, and the party of, uh, of those opportunities of our clean energy future is the NDP. And so uh, that's what it's about, is making sure that these, uh, these committed young climate activists um, uh, see themselves and see the opportunity to be involved in that kind of future. So when we have Premier David Eby coming up here, what is going to be different about your priorities in office from the last, say, five years of Premier John Horgan? Well, um, you know, there's a... Your listeners will know that we were elected on an, an election platform, uh, and uh, I just want to um, underline that I'm committed to delivering on that platform. Uh, so that doesn't change. Um, but issues and, uh, and priorities uh, and challenges have come up since that platform. Uh, and one of those is the issue, uh, really, uh, an escalation of the issue around housing uh, with uh, incredibly high rents and housing prices coming out of the pandemic, uh, and people with decent incomes uh, increasingly priced out of markets where uh, uh, they were the affordable markets before, you know, up the valley, uh, all the way out to Chilliwack, for example. Uh, and, uh, and so the need for the provincial government to be involved in delivering uh, and facilitating the delivery of affordable and attainable middle class housing that's actually affordable for people to rent uh, and to buy. Uh, is a remarkable thing, but we're going to do it. We're going to work with the private sector. We'll work with the nonprofit sector, uh, and we'll work with city governments and the federal government to deliver that housing. And so that's an example of the, sh- the kind of shift uh, that is necessary, uh, but a core commitment to delivering those uh, election platform commitments to British Columbians. I would say another issue that has come up since the last provincial election is the issue of public safety. We certainly saw that reflected in municipal election results last week. What will you do to help local mayors tackle that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to you right now from downtown Vancouver, uh, just a few blocks away from the downtown east side. And and I've never seen the downtown east side in, uh, in quite as much uh, distress uh, as it is right now. Uh, tents on the sidewalks and, 
and knock-on impacts in Chinatown and Gastown. And, and there are uh, smaller versions of that uh, issue in other parts of the province, no less uh, frustrating for local governments. So what uh, people will see uh, in terms of the downtown east side, for example, is the province is going to bottom line uh, response to that neighbourhood that's in crisis to provide that support to the people who are living in the tents, uh, but also the broader community who looks at this and says, this is just not acceptable. Uh, and I agree. Uh, so they'll see uh, the province bottom lining a response to that and supporting local governments across the province that are facing this issue. I know uh, Kamloops and Trail and Terrace are facing uh, facing significant issues right now around uh, disorder in their downtown cores associated with mental health and addiction and homelessness. And that support will be there both for the people who are sick in the streets and for those uh, those broader communities that um, feel less safe about their downtowns as a result. Yeah, what do you mean when you say bottom lining it? It means taking a lead role. So uh, the province, the downtown east side uh, uh, issues are, you know, they can be seen as a city issue. Uh, and, and they certainly were, I think, in the municipal election here in Vancouver. Uh, the mayor and council have a role to play and, and their role on the police board in terms of police response and bylaw enforcement, all those kinds of things. But the issue is well beyond uh, the capacity of the city now, uh, at least in my opinion, when I look at the downtown east side. Uh, the city does not have uh, the resources uh, to be able to look at the downtown east side as an integrated whole, including all of the provincial programs that go on down there. We need to look at that neighborhood, and this is uh, particular to this neighborhood, as what it is, which is uh, essentially a, a, a neighborhood that um, is in crisis and uh, that is uh, the home of many governments, not-for-profit, uh, and other interventions that are not coordinated in the way they should be. Uh, and so to have an integrated approach to that neighborhood is going to make a really significant difference with all of us working together, but someone has to bring people together, and that'll be the province. And it's the same thing on a smaller scale in other communities, the province bringing those key people together to address the issue because the issue looks similar in different communities, but like housing, it can really vary why the problem is present in uh, in Kamloops or in Terrace or Trail as compared to downtown Vancouver. Right. And you talked about people feeling safer in their neighborhoods. Can the province tackle the revolving door issue in the justice system, which has so many people frustrated? And how would you do that? Well, there's two uh, parts to this. One is um, changes to the criminal code that have been made by the federal government that were a hot topic at a meeting that was just held of all of the provinces and the territories. Uh, and uh, the federal government coming out of that meeting has committed to looking at those changes they've made and addressing them. Uh, that's their responsibility. Um, but the uh, opportunity for the province, uh, despite the political games uh, in the legislature, is really around uh, the health response, the mental health and addiction of people who you know, someone who's screaming downtown uh, that, that when police attend, uh, that they have uh, the option of a place for that person to go, a way to respond, to intervene, uh, that helps de-escalate the situation and, uh, and interrupts it before that person uh, uh, gets into an even worse situation where they're causing property damage or uh, assaulting somebody else. Uh, that intervention when someone's in psychiatric distress, when they're in uh, the throes of, uh, of a drug that they've taken that... Uh, you know, they thought was one drug, but turns out to be another that's causing them to act aggressively. Uh, these are really serious issues, challenging issues for government, uh, challenging issues for law enforcement, uh, but uh, providing those psychiatric resources so that we can respond to the issues in the downtown is really the provincial opportunity here. Do you think that's the issue, though, when you do see somebody, and you mentioned you are downtown this morning, too, when, you know, windows get smashed at, say, that TD Bank there on Hastings or at SFU on in downtown Vancouver, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's there's two groups of, uh, of, of criminals, if, if that's what you're getting at. I mean, I, one is uh, people that are in the in the, right. in the grasp of a psychiatric illness. Someone else, others are just uh, causing damage or uh, or committing crimes for profit. And and you know, when we saw uh, the uh, money laundering issue, the volume of cash that comes from uh, the drug trade uh, that comes from illicit activities, uh, no wonder the gangs are fighting over it. Uh, so we have to go over that go after that money. We have to go after those assets. We have uh, a good map forward from the money laundering inquiry about how we can go after those at the provincial level. Uh, and I intend to go after that. Um, but more than that, uh, you know, in a number of communities, they've grown quite quickly. They haven't been able to uh, to increase uh, police complements to deal with that uh, base level of crime. So making sure that uh, level of police service is, uh, is matching population growth, the police are able to respond but also relieving police from having to respond to uh, mental health and addiction issues will help them focus on those core areas as well. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me.